Okay, so are you gonna? Whoa, <laughs> whoa! Look at the gun show. <laughs> you know, uh, if you love gun shows that much, you should move to Texas. I should stop doing that. I just um, got the sweater. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, you're going to count it down? Howdy, welcome to the Managing Expectations podcast, episode number 34. Uh, as far as anybody knows, uh, we are so happy to have you with us, and also I'm happy to have with me uh, Brian Grimm. Howdy, Brian. Howdy, Jeff. I am your host, Jeff Winger. Uh, the episode today is brought to us by reliable sponsor, Mrs. Winger Masks. Um, we'll talk some more about Mrs. Winger's masks in later in the show. Um, but uh, if you're in a big hurry to know more, you can go to Mrs. Winger's you can go to mrswinger.com, mrswinger.com. Again, more on the show. So um, we uh, think that we've uh, overcome the worst parts of the scheduling and technological problems. Um, but, uh, well, time will tell. And if you're uh, not hearing this until sometime in the next calendar year, uh, we'll know that uh, there's still... You know, you know Brian... The largest room is the room for improvement. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if you ever heard that before. Nope, never, not once. Yeah, well, I'm glad I, <laughs> see, you learn something new every day. You know what I like that, that you just, you know what I like that you just did right there is that you, you, uh, you kept my mouth near the microphone instead of climbing under my desk. Oh, <laughs> well, you gave the sponsor right at the beginning uh, because some people, you know that's why they that's why they listen in. They got it. They've got to find a mask, and they need to know where to get it. Okay. Also, a sponsor has a vested interest in having their products uh, heard about. And um, uh, by the way, we're we got another we've got another legitimate sponsor on the line on the on the. I mean, yeah. not not like not like on the line, like ready to talk to us. Oh. But like a fisherman, you know, we I, we got him on the line. I gotta, I gotta like give him a little room and then reel him in, a little room and leave reel him in. So uh, yeah, we're, we're working on. Yeah, we, uh, maybe say something along the lines of, "Listen, we might not be the best fit, but uh, tell me why you think you, it would be good for you to be featured on the Managing Expectations podcast." You know, feel him out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I can say this much. It's not uh, manscaping. Good. Uh, yeah, I don't want to read that copy. No. <laughs> no. Um, so um, anyway, uh, the, the thing is, uh, I've understood that not everyone is in for the whole show. You know, in for a dime, in for a dollar. That's what kept the Americans in Vietnam for 12 years. Um, and some people, you know, they start our show and like, they kind of like it, but then they bail. And I think that's true of everybody's. 
Everybody, um, many people suggest that we should not go so long. And I, I just, I, I mean, look, I, I'm sorry. Uh, a writer needs to know his audience. Um, I think you, you always have to know your audience in any creative endeavor. Um, and that, that I guess is what we're doing. I mean, we're not, we're not striving to be America's number one news source. Um, though that does have a nice ring to it. <laughs> you think there's an opportunity there for, uh, uh, uh for, for us to be, uh, a news well, the bar's never been lower. The bar has never been lower. That's, that's, that's for sure. Um, so, uh, didn't, did, I just saw something this morning that uh, one of the major cable news networks had a, had an outbreak of of COVID nineteen on their staff, and so they're they're concerned because the uh, you know the election is right around the corner, and their coverage may be hampered by their top talent because of the outbreak. The uh, the outbreaks affecting their top talent. Mm -hmm. Do you know what news source this is, or are you just being coy? It's the one that's fair and balanced. <laughs> Well, at least they so, say they are. <laughs> the one that's long maintained that they're fair and balanced. Um, well, uh, I think that they've probably had a casual relationship with masks uh, overall. A working familiarity? Uh, we, well, anyway, we, we don't... Um, yeah. So anyway, uh, uh, I, so I was saying that I, I think that with any artistic endeavor, you know, you want to know your audience, you know, who you're painting for, who you're writing for. Mm -hmm. um, I like an hour podcast. I mean, if they keep me if they keep me hanging on because of, you know, what they're talking about. But, um, you know, I've, I've tried listening to some other podcasts lately and, and I've bailed. Yeah. Um, you know, they're either uh, they're either too woke or too rough, um, you know, and, um, you know, there's some that I can listen to for a while, but I don't want to subscribe. Um, you know, I think that we uh, provide uh, some some interesting conversation for the folks, you know, whatever, taking their walk or driving to work and you know you don't have to listen to the whole thing at once mm -hmm. it, it'll keep yeah. you know it's not like it's not like our subject matter is typically ripped from today's headlines <laughs> i don't i don't think so and i'm not sure that half the people listening know what a headline is <laughs> back from the olden times when there used to be newspapers yeah. do you still get the newspaper uh, no, I haven't. I haven't gotten the newspaper in uh, 20 years. Really? Uh, we, but, I, but, but I do take that back. I do get the Denver Business Journal. Don't you get that for free by being in business in, uh, or do you have to pay for that? I do. Do you really? I do, but it's, I mean, it's, it's relatively cheap. Um, there's some, you know, interest, interesting stuff that, you know, uh, helps me with my business and kind of keep, helps me to keep an eye on what's, what's happening in the town. So, okay. um, the, I, 
get you know the, the digital version and the hard copy gets mailed to me every week um, and then I get an email a day with with the top stories so it's I mean it's it's a pretty it's a pretty good product I don't know you know they seem to be doing okay um, I think that their business model works pretty well for what they're trying to do um, you don't get you don't you don't get blatant politics. I mean, you don't get straight politics only as it pertains to business. Right. Uh, you don't get weather and you don't get sports. Right. Yeah. Stuff that's um, easily found on the internet anyway. Yeah. Um, we, in, when we lived in Kansas city, we got the Kansas city star. Uh, uh, Mrs. Winger liked reading it. Um, and it was a good, it, I mean, it was a good paper. Um, it, uh, um, you know, uh, Hemingway wrote for the Kansas City Star hmm. um, before he went to uh, Europe uh, in the, uh, to or me or me. I'm not sure. I'd have to. I'd have to double check. Hemingway um, couldn't join the i mean like i don't know if the americans didn't take him or i think maybe he wanted to be involved in the war before the americans got involved in the war so he was an ambulance driver in italy and that was what became the basis of a farewell to arms and then he must have come back to the states for a little bit and maybe that's when he wrote for the kansas city star and he always said that writing for a newspaper was good practice as long as you got out of it soon enough um and uh i thought that was an interesting comment to make but then he would have ended up back i i just don't i mean i think he was born in like 1899 so if he was driving if he was in europe in 1917 during the war I can't imagine him writing for the Kansas City Star beforehand. He must have come back to the States, um, gotten some newspaper experience, then gone to to back to France to ply his to to, to start writing fiction. So here's a uh, uh, an article on the Kansas City Star website. Uh, it says Ernest Hemingway lived and worked in Kansas City for more than a year if all of his trips were added together. His, the longest, a six-month stay, was while at a Cub reporter on the Kansas City Star from October 18, 1917 to April 30, 1918. Okay, so then he, well, so did he go to World, did he go join the war effort after that? Um, I'm scrolling through here and it says he used that time to complete two important works, A Farewell to Arms and Death in the Afternoon. So uh, I'm he must have just—he just must have been a kid, yeah. When uh, when he was in the war, can you imagine? I mean, can you imagine your son, like going off to drive a an ambulance, drive, a, drive an ambulance the next time the Balkans decides to blow up? Uh, I cannot see producer Jack driving an ambulance in in a war in a Balkan war. Yeah. No. Nope. Yeah, well. Uh, yeah. Okay. But what I can see him doing is producing a podcast. Can ya? <laughs> here's a here's a softball. <laughs> take, take a big rip. <laughs> well, 
I know, uh, I know he's very busy with his mom and sister dressing him up like the various menfolk in the Jane Austen novels. Um, <laughs> it turns out it's the same, it's the same outfit with a different tie. Colonel, oh, Mr. Darcy, Colonel, Archbishop, Arch, <laughs> Vicar. Colonel Brandon has an affinity for light browns, not dark browns. <laughs> Come on, Jack, you're not even trying. <laughs> Poor Jack. Everybody's disappointed in him. Nah, he's a good boy. He's, he's, he's good a things. good boy. He's a good boy. <laughs> um, speaking of good boys, uh, we got like six inches of snow the other day, and my dog loves the snow so much. She just is just over the moon anytime it snows. Can't wait to go outside. This and... would be the expensive purebred one that you got for your children, which is totally your dog. That one? Yes, that's the one. Okay, okay. No. Um, I think it's great. I, it, it's so awesome to see a dog romping through the snow. Yeah. Um, uh, I've, I've never had a dog that just thought it was uh, wondrous from the get-go, but, like, given a reason to tromp through the snow they'll do it but usually i've got to like tromp through it myself and having tromped through it enough that i've moved to texas to never have to do it again um um uh, as far as i'm concerned the dog can curl up next to between the space heater and me um <clears throat> uh, uh we're uh as uh a uh, friend of Managing Expectations uh, podcast, uh, Jared, uh, is up in the mountains now. I know that um, uh, his his brother-in-law's had a had a, a a dog that like loves the snow. We'll just go bounding out into it, and it's like, you know, it's it's YouTube worthy. Anyway. TikTok worthy. Oh, oh! So what? Now you're in the pocket of the Communist Party of China. Listen, how they use the data, I trust them. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think there's any. I don't think there's anybody in, in power that that gets, you know, terabytes worth of data on its users that isn't going to be discreet with it and be totally cool about it. Wouldn't you agree that Apple is is uh, better with individuals' privacy than the other big tech companies? I, I think they're fangs. I think they seem to be, I, and I think that they're they're promoting that. They're uh, um, you know there's a couple of ad campaigns that they have running right now about about privacy, um, and so. Uh, yeah, as far as all the, uh, the poisonous snakes in the fang department, they're probably the least poisonous. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I can't remember why I, I think that, I mean, I think that they, 
they keep the data for their own purposes, but I don't think they share it with everybody. Right. I think if you're if you're Google, you're sharing that info with that's what everybody who yeah who will pay for it. Yeah. That's what that's their that's their foundation that they're built on. Is sure. You know they're not they're so not a hardware an, they're not a hardware company. They're well. Then what's the Pixel? Well, they're not primarily a hardware company, right? I mean, as far okay. as as far as uh, uh, Google products that you go out and buy, I, I, don't, I mean, I don't know, what, I don't know what the number is. I mean, how much of that makes up their their revenue? But probably a pretty small portion of it. Well, that's but okay, but isn't that the thing with 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 Google? Uh, Google's actually not the company; it's Alphabet, and they have they have a company. Um, for every letter in the alphabet. So Google is just the G in in the alphabet portfolio. So uh, there, I mean, just every 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 search um, that you know, every place you go, I you know, I um, I was I was very very pleased with the uh, um, uh, care that I I got with uh, the, the doctor earlier this year. Uh, and um, uh, they asked me to write an online review, which I did. Uh, and, um, and then I got this like, you know, acknowledgement from Google Maps, you know, it was like, thank you for feeding the algorithm. <laughs> If you'd like to do that again, we would gladly accept it. And then um, Google's like, listen, we've already known, we already know that you've been to this place, okay? We've already shared it with all of the other advertisers. What did you think of it when you were there, though? <laughs> um, what was, um, uh, so then I found, okay, so I, I, and maybe I mentioned to you that I finally found a garage, a, a, a repair shop, an auto repair shop yep. that is a clean and responsible place, right? It's great. I mean, they're kind of, they're kind of motorheads and, you know, they're not, they're not going to be discussing the works of Isaac Dennison with me, um, which is actually okay. Um, but uh you know they they have a they have a good shop they've saved me a lot of money i think that they're honest brokers so so i've gone there and i i was like talking to the guy and i'm i'm like you know so what what can i do can i can i leave a review for you on google or something he says well you know it seems like a lot of people go to yelp i'm like man i hate yelp he's like well i know but a lot of people go to it you know so it'd be really nice or you know we get a lot of people look uh, on next door I'm like, ah, so anyway, I think so highly of these guys that I actually left a, a next door review. It's, it's Gus's auto center in Plano, Texas, if you're wondering. And that's not the sponsor that you were teasing. No, it's about. not the sponsor. That's a freebie. That's how much I, I, I like these guys. And I'm, Hey, I'm happy to do that for, for Gus's auto center. Um, next door is uh is becoming more and more powerful every single day 
I, I love the way you make it sound like um, a monster from a 1950s Cold War era, you know. How is it becoming more powerful every day? Um, because the last, uh, the last several conversations that I've had with somebody about a recommendation, they said, well, did you check next door? Um, so that's starting to become like the default, uh, place where people start to think about getting and giving recommendations. Really? I, but as we have discussed previously, and I don't want to bore our listeners with, uh, uh, you know, redundancies, but I mean, next door is just all, always just like crabby old people. Like, you know, I would like to thank the person who <laughs> let their dog defecate in my lawn and didn't clean it up. And I've got you on my ring camera and I know what you look like. And I won't be following you, but if you walk past again, I'll know it was you. And I probably won't confront you because I'm taking it all out on you here on next door. I'd probably give that one a plus one. <laughs> I kind of, I, I was, you know what? I should have done a full John Mulaney on that. That would have been funnier. Did I ever tell you the story about the lady who walked her dog in front of my parents' house? And my, my parents lived on a corner. I grew up on a house that was on a corner lot. Yes, it was a very desirable uh, uh, piece of real estate. <laughs> Is uh, how's your I, how's your I'm, Mor I'm, I'm, how's, I'm how's, how's your Morse? <laughs> I'm listening. I, I can't wait to hear about the uh, corner lot story. So um, a, a woman would walk her dog um, in front of the house. And then she, when she would make that corner, she would then turn the corner and head, head north. But we had a side yard there in the corner. And apparently um, she would let her dog defecate on our yard and wouldn't pick it up. And it would, yeah. and it would drive my father crazy. Right. So he uh, took a cardboard sign. <laughs> you know, probably uh, uh, probably eight, uh, 18 by 12 piece of cardboard and uh, got a big black felt tip and wrote a note. Don't don't let your damn dog poop on my yard again. And uh, nailed it to the fence. <laughs> and uh the when she when the woman would walk her dog she would walk on the other side of the street in front of her house and not in front of her house and uh um when we would have people over they would always comment on the sign and were surprised that that was something that we had at our house um yeah um well see that's just good statesmanship yeah. uh uh, she, uh, your dad explained his position and, uh, the lady, um, responded, uh, and, uh, gave your father a wide berth because there was no, uh, reason to think that this buckaroo, uh, might, might not be, 
um, you know, a crazy man with a gun. <laughs> but but it is unbelievable. I, I mean, you know, look, I'm not I'm not for the I'm not in the pro pooping in other people's lawns camp. Absolutely Certainly not. Yeah, no, you got to. I mean, if you take the dog for the walk, you got to take a plastic bag. Duh. Listen, we're a little late getting to um, uh, our first uh, our, our first message from a sponsor. Brian, would you like to? Would you like to handle this? I would. Um, the pandemic doesn't seem to be going anywhere. We're going to be wearing masks for for a while at least. Um, and with uh, flu season right around the corner, isn't it a good idea if you're going to go out in public to wear a mask? So if you're going to wear a mask, wear one that looks great feels great and does a good job <laughs> and does a, and is effective. So find a mask that looks great and feels great and is effective at Mrs. Winger.com. That's M R S W E N G E R.com. Mrs. Winger masks. Well, that was pretty good, Brian, and I'm sure that uh, our sponsor thanks you. Um, you did step all over the tagline. Uh, I'm sure that um, I'm sure that Infinity would have been impressed if you would have said something like uh, Infinity, the relentless pursuit of really, really, really good. <laughs> it is the ultimate. It, it is the Budweiser. Budweiser, it's in the royal line of secession of beers. <laughs> Mrs. Winger masks, the ultimate mask wearing experience. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's true, but I, you know that's not it either. All right, that's fine. I'll just take care of it myself. I'll just do that too. Check, check the show notes. Check the show notes. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, you know, I, I'm kind of surprised at how many people wear. OK, so first of all, there's a lot. Um, um, there's a there's a lot of. Um, you know, you go to the store and you got people with like masks under their nose or around their chin. Like, you know, there's some sort of. Amish elder of the yeah oh, okay oh look at you and your paper mask what is wrong with you Are you kidding hold on. hold on Brian's doing a funny thing he has an inferior mask that he's pulling up over his nose well in Brian's case um he... <laughs> okay so what he's done is he stretched one nose, one over his nose, and and so that the bottom of the mask is just on his upper lip. Then he runs the second one under uh, across his chin with the top of the mask on his lower lip, and then when he opens his mouth, he looks like a Sesame Street character. That's I. That's that's what I wear when I go to a restaurant and I need to eat. <laughs> <laughs> 
I happen to know you're not going to restaurants. You're, you are correct. Yeah. Now, I've got a few of these cheap paper ones that, that I, I leave at the desk in case somebody comes to the door. But I do have a multitude of uh, masks from our fine sponsor. So, How many, uh, how many times does uh, the Amazon driver come to your house? How many times a day? Like today? Two, three? Yeah, like today. It's, it's relatively early. I mean, you know, the day's only half done in uh in in your town haven't seen him haven't seen him today how many times did you hear my dog barking while since we've been recording i've heard your dog bark since well since we've been on the phone i think i've heard your dog once or twice okay is but (laughs) i don't think i've heard your dog bark no wait which dog the original dog or the super expensive purebred? She wasn't super expensive. <laughs> she's, you... she's not a purebred. So <laughs> you got to drive past, you got to drive down the gravel lane, past the meth, the meth lab, uh, and then it's going to be the third puppy mill on the right. That's right. And come at... Come at dusk with your teenage daughter. Cash only. (laughs) (laughs) Never heard of a square reader before. Mr. I, uh, you may take me for a square, but I I only take cash. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We've been getting a lot from, from Amazon as I'm sure most people have. Not me. Uh, most people. I didn't say. I didn't say everyone. Um, okay. We saying. have. I, I tell you. I tell you what, though. We we've seen a decline in the service at our local grocery store, so we've been getting Walmart grocery, which is which has been pretty great. Now that's interesting. Okay, so your local grocery store is it a major uh, Colorado chain? It is. Okay, so I know what you're talking about. I don't. It's probably okay to say, isn't it? But I mean, King we Supers. don't have to. We don't have to say King Supers, which is owned by Kroger. But right. I mean, um, it's probably okay. So we would. Do, so we, what have you noticed? Uh, at the risk of getting yeah. into next door territory, what what's going on? That's unnerve. How? Why are you dissatisfied with your shopping experience? So we we would do click list. So Mrs. Grimm would go online pick out the stuff that she wants and she'd have a running tally on the side that way she can keep track of how much it's you know she's spending and everything place the order and then usually you pick it up um you know the next day between a certain window um and i understand that it's it's grown in popularity a lot of people don't want to be wandering around the store for an hour for their grocery shopping um but i know and you know that there are people out of work that they're, I mean, certainly that they could hire and they probably have hired to, to compensate for the increase in business. Um, but, uh, wrong products, you know, we order these chips, we get a different type and, you know, something that's not even in the same family. Can I interrupt um, and can I, can I ask, yeah, a, go ahead. uh, an ancillary question Go ahead. uh, at the risk of busting up your flow, um, 
are you sure that they it's a mistake and they're accidentally sending you the wrong stuff or are they out of your choice and they're substituting with the next best thing according to their algorithm so they're supposed Go. they're supposed to tell you if there's a substitution whether or not you want to accept it if they're out of it um because um sarah is on a certain diet where certain things um the the substitute isn't really something that she should have so um there's i mean there's been several things there's been times where we've gotten things we haven't even ordered it wasn't even a substitute it was just like well here's a bag of five pomegranates not sure not sure why we have these well pomegranates are delicious but they're like 369 a piece i mean they're really expensive yeah oh but you know probably with your car and your dog that's no big deal for you no um okay we, I, so I, I start my morning every day with freshly squeezed pomegranate juice and it takes about five or six of them to get half a cup but <laughs> The energy boost and the antioxidants. <laughs> that wasn't a COVID cough. That was a um, laughing um, while overweight cough. Um, so, uh, okay. So, so it's been the online aspect of shopping that's put you off. What's it like? It, it, do you ever go to the store? So you go to the you, you pull into a space. You call them okay. and tell you that they're there. They say, we'll bring out your stuff in a few minutes. They bring it out. They load it in the back of your car, and then you're on your way. Do you tip the guy? No, they don't accept tips. Okay. Have you had to go into the store to buy something, to buy whatever, sour cream or avocado? Yeah, yeah. So sometimes, you know, you're making dinner, and you, there's something that you don't have. So you got to run to the store for a onesie-twosie item. What kind of conditions are 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 there? It's fine. You know, there's there's a few things that that they they run low on, but for the most part, it's been fine here. Is it is it jam packed with people not socially distanced? Um, it's kind of full. They've got arrows on the aisles that say, "Hey, this this way only," but nobody pays attention to those. I mean, even okay. like even the store employees will will come at you down the wrong way on a, on the one way street. Um, what, a, uh, okay. Okay. But, uh, so, so there's a certain amount of chaos, but it's not necessarily crowded, but then you're also, you're also not going on Saturday afternoons. No way. <laughs> um, um, okay. Um, so you've gone to Walmart's uh, uh, online ordering. How is that? How is that better? Is it? Is it? First of all, is it more? Is it technologically superior? I think it's about the same. Um, but uh, they but they'll deliver. Uh, they'll charge you a five dollar delivery fee. Um, but I tell you what, for five bucks, it seems to be, it seems to be working pretty well. So um, I think we're going to stick with Walmart grocery delivery for for a little while uh same deal you you go and you pick up they deliver they deliver now how does that work do they i mean is it oh, oh okay well so first of all uh where you live do they have the walmart 
it's they don't call it Walmart Prime, but it's probably like Walmart Plus. Where do you have that? I do yet? have that. Of course you do. If it if it of ends in, if it ends in do. a plus or a prime, you know I've got it. I thought about it, but I, I just, I mean, that's not how we really shop. I mean, um, Mrs. Winger will run to the store because she doesn't like what I get at the store. Uh, I, I'm the one who's made the trips to Sam's through the pandemic. Um, and actually, I haven't had, I haven't found Sam's to be a terrible um, uh, experience. Now, now, uh, uh, many of our listeners, because because of our elevated demographics, are going to be shocked to find that I'm a Sam's uh, member and not a Costco member. I'm sure you're a member of both, um, Brian. But um, all the, the thing is, Sam's all a soup. All the discount what? clubs. <laughs> we um, uh, Sam's is just convenient. Yeah. Uh, there's more Sam's in, in our area. So, and Costco, you know, when we were in Austin, we, 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 okay. So in Kansas city, uh, Costco was convenient and easy to get in and out of. And it was fine. Uh, in Austin trying to, because, because Austin won't build an on-ramp or an off-ramp off the highway. Uh, trying to get to the Costco uh, in Austin was like trying to find Brigadoon. Uh, it was like you could only do it, you know, if there was, <laughs> if, the, if things worked out a certain way. So it was ridiculous. So um, that, and we drove past two Sam's to get to, um, to get to Costco. So when our Costco membership lapsed, we went to Sam's Club and, you know, it's like, it's not, I don't think it's, it's not as Tony, but it's it's fine. Yeah. And you know what the 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 pharmacy's great, and you know, uh, you know if I if I if I if I want to hang out with sixty year olds and t shirts and cargo shorts browsing the batteries, I know where to go. Okay, um, so I go to I go to Sam's. I get the basics, uh, and when when I've disappointed Mrs. Winger, you know, for whatever. And, and if it's a day ending in Y, assume I have, uh, <laughs> she, you know, I mean, when she's had enough, I mean, she'll go to another store and, and I think she's been to Sam's probably twice since hmm. the lockdown. Um, but Sam's just did this thing. It's awesome. You probably don't have it in Denver yet because, um, you know, I know you guys are kind of late adopters on stuff. But um, you, you can take your Sam's Club app at the gas pump and you never have to touch, you never have to like touch the screen or the buttons. It just reads the QR code, which is amazing. But you still got to grab the gas pump. You do. And that's, but don't that's you have gloves? That's what the kind cleanest of a, part of it. Well, um, okay. You know what? I, I, I wear gloves. I mean, I wear gloves. I don't you I, wear gloves? I grab a paper towel. 
from the uh, from the thing. Okay, well, you know, I I don't I don't think we need to imagine you taking the uh, window washer squeegee and scrubbing down the uh, the pump handle, and then and then drying it and then buffing it to a a bright sheen. <laughs> I like a clean handle. <laughs> well, who doesn't? So uh, uh, anyway. Um, uh, uh, that, that was great. I mean, it's just really, it's just really convenient. And then, um, um, let's see what the heck, hang on a second. Hang on, hang on. Ooh, my, uh, just got my cell phone bill. Uh, so you get it, you get an increase. Yeah. Nah, I used a lot of data. Yeah. Uh, I have a burner, uh, as some people know. Uh, so I only uh, pay for the data I use, but I, I used a lot, apparently. Uh, a lot of times when Julian travels, we'll end up using more. Um, I try not to, like, you know, I, I look, I try to download everything on Wi-Fi, but sometimes it gets away from me, and... I just got to hear the new podcast. Uh, a couple of years ago, we took a road trip to California with the, uh, with the family. And so it was yes. like, it was like the, for our cell phone plan, I have an alert set up when we start bumping up against our data plan. It's like the 12th yeah. of the month. And it's like, you've used 90% of your data. <laughs> like what, what the <laughs> heck is going on? And it come to find out the kids were like streaming uh, the office in 4K on our road trip. <laughs> <laughs> Through the great American Southwest right. desert. <laughs> like, really? HD Netflix on uh, on a four inch screen? You really you really think this yeah. should be set to 4K? Well, what if it hadn't been 4K? You, instead of using 90%, you'd have used 83%. Yeah, yeah. Well, the point is, uh, the, the point, point is, being, Jeff, um, <laughs> we we really had to ration and sip that data for the rest of the month if we didn't get want to want to pay pay extra for it. Yeah, that's it's it's a hard knock life. Um. That was a good trip for you guys. Yeah, right? that was great. Uh, yeah, the, it, the drive from the drive from Denver to Southern California, um, you know, it's a lot of the, the high desert, um, mm -hmm. and the, the the landscape is really really interesting. Um, there's one corner you catch a corner of Arizona and you go through a canyon, and it is it is just breathtaking. Um, hmm. It is, it's 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 amazing. Um, um, I had a good, I had a real question and then you had to like get all stupid about nature. Uh, and that just threw me, it threw me off so much. Um, just speaking the truth. Yeah. Oh, you know what? All right. Well, then let me ask you this question. Say your car had, uh, broke down in that Canyon in Arizona how long do you think it would have taken your family to die uh, from exposure to the elements, wild animals, um, 
You know, what, what do you uh, think? Dead cell phone batteries should be added to the list of things that would. <laughs> well, if you're in a canyon in, in remote, um, in remote uh, Arizona, I'm thinking they probably, they, it's not, it's not abundant in cell towers. Uh, no. Well, I tell you, um, we'd probably last for th- three to four days. Really? Yeah. You know, we, we when we tra- when we take a road trip, we uh, you know bring those space blankets and uh, some water and. Okay, okay. Uh, have you? Have you ever been to Pagosa Springs? Uh huh. Colorado. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one time, uh, so we had friends from Georgia who came up, and 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 going along with the Scots Irish mm-hmm. thing, uh, the uh, uh, managing expectations uh, supplement. Um, uh, uh, there's just something. So so Shelby Foot in the civil in the Ken. Burns Civil War documentary just talked to, talked about the the dash and the flair of the Southern guys uh, compared to the more mm, earthy uh, Northern guys. You know that there's just that there's a willingness to stick out their chest and and uh, uh, mug for the camera. Um, when, when Shelby Foote was talking, but, uh, uh, one of the things that I've noticed about, um, my Southern friends, uh, is they love loud stuff. Uh, so, um, like, you know, it's, it's, it's not a big, I mean, there, there are reasons why like stock car race, uh, stock car, NASCAR came from stock cars and stock cars came from, you know, uh, outrunning um, uh, G-men uh, when you're running moonshine over county lines. Um, a terrific movie, a classic movie that uh, you might uh, enjoy looking at is Robert Mitchum in Thunder Road. Um, sadly, nothing to do with the Springsteen song. Oh, next time we have to talk about the new Springsteen album, which is terrific. We touched on it. We touched on it um, a bit in 32. Okay. Well, I've listened to it a lot more since then. So, uh, and I don't know that anybody, I, I actually it wasn't 32 by myself. And so maybe 31, which hasn't dropped is maybe the one you're thinking of. I don't know. I just know that we've gone to that well before. <laughs> well, okay. Well, I'm sorry. Listen, let me talk about Springsteen's new album, and then we'll talk about the music that changed your life, Walking on Sunshine by Katrina and the Waves. Okay? Or... You be careful. <laughs> Would you say a bad word about the, the waves? So, our... just never mind Katrina, the waves are a national treasure. So, um, uh, our friends, Joey and Kay came up and, uh, spent a week with us and we went to Pagosa and we, um, so there are these natural outdoor hot, uh, yep. hot springs. 
And so we were we were soaking in those and then it started snowing and then it started snowing hard. And then there was like an explosion and like a transformer went. So half the town was like suddenly I mean, it's it's dark. It's night. And and like the power goes out in half the city. So we're we're in these hot, natural hot springs overlooking uh, a small river that runs through town. And on the other side of that is the main drag. And on the other side of that is the our our, our the businesses and the and the shops and so forth. And um, now all of a sudden you just have like ambient light, freshly fallen snow. It yeah. was stunning. It was just amazing. It was stunning. And we just, and you know, and I got out and like, I like did like these big bear things. Like I'd get out of the hot tub and then like go roll around in the snow. And that was, and that just tickled everyone. <laughs> big guy rolling in the snow. <laughs> and then, um, well, and then, and then Kay started getting kind of sick because she kind of got cooked. I mean, we were in these hot springs a lot longer than we probably should have been. So when we got back to the uh, condo, it was, you know, she was like really you, sick. I, I've, um, uh, I've heard that, you know, people, especially at, at elevation, um, when they go to the hot springs, they don't realize that they're sweating so much, um, you know, and so they'll get dehydrated really, really quickly. And then when you're at, when you're at that elevation too, you know, your body needs a little bit more water, especially if you're not used to it. And, uh, a lot of people that that water you say because as I recall, we were we were drinking, we we were imbibing liquid. Really, you rolled around in the snow and then jumped back into a hot spring. Uh... I would do that right now. Come on, I'm as sober as a judge, and I would go roll in the snow. Come on up here. We've got six seven inches. Absolutely not. <laughs> um. Yeah, so they'll, they'll tell you you've got to you've got to stay hydrated because you don't realize how how much you're sweating when you're sitting in those hot springs. Okay, okay. Oh, so the reason I brought up that Joey was from from Georgia. So then, like the next day, we go out and uh, we rented snowmobiles. So the guy who was like the the. Uh, the guy who was renting them and who like took us around and it was pretty cool. Cause we went to the place uh, where uh, they filmed the Cowboys. So the place where John uh, Wayne got killed in the Cowboys, a Mark Raydell film. Um, uh, I mean, we rode snowmobiles over that, but I mean, so the guy, the, the tour guide, that's the word I was after. He was from the South. Joey was from the South. And I was like the Yankee pansy who like, mm, this is so loud. Oh, this. Do you have any the, ear protection? Do you, you have, have ear protection? <laughs> do you, do, do they all make this smell with the gasoline? And... Is there a hybrid option? <laughs> no. I assure you hybrids had not been invented. This is probably 94, I'm guessing. So, um, so anyway, we, 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 uh, we tooled around on those, but I mean, this is, I mean, Southern guys just love to go fast in a way that, you know, um, what was the name? What was, what's the name of the NASCAR driver that everybody called, thinks he's a pretty boy? Um, Jeff Gordon. 
is it Jeff Gordon? He's he's like from Connecticut or something, isn't he? Uh, uh, was. Um, yeah, I don't know. And what was and what was the name of the uh, Tom Cruise NASCAR movie? Days of Thunder. Days of Thunder, yeah. Robert Duvall was in that. That had that great line. I want you to hit the pace car. Why is that? It's just well, you've hit every other car out there. I just want you to be perfect. That was hilarious. Jeff Gordon is from Southern California. Uh, oh, that's that's actually a little more embarrassing than Connecticut. Well, to be in Nasdaq, not to not to be not to be to, from Southern California. Right, 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 right. Um, but just uh, uh, if you're going to be in NASCAR, being from Southern California, it does. Well, you know, remember when John Elway came from Stanford and like he grew up in California and he's like, oh, he's a California pretty boy. And um, he did OK. You know, people people yeah. got behind him. Yeah. Uh, so uh, um, thanks. Th th thanks so, once so, again to Ernest Biner. <laughs> <laughs> well, well. It wasn't the Ernest Biner championships. That yeah, that's set. right. You're right. Yeah, that's uh, those were. You know, I don't know. Uh, I wonder how history would be different had the Cleveland Browns gone to the Super Bowl twice and been humiliated <laughs> by vastly superior NFC teams. <laughs> I mean, do you think in Cleveland they're saying, "Oh, if it wasn't for Ernest Biner, we'd have won the Super Bowl no. that year." I mean, I just don't, I just don't see it. Yeah. Um, so, uh, uh, and then like my friend, Steven, he's, um, he's my friend who's country and I referred to him as big country. Um, the other thing about guys from the country, they love to blow stuff up. Uh, and that's where you like, like, um, Boyd yeah. Crowder, you know, in, in, in justified. I mean, they just, I mean, there's just like, few joys more pure than just blowing something to bits. I've got, I've got a friend who's from like the rural areas in Minnesota and uh, he's got some, not, not Southern, Southern, but he's got some land. He's got some, but, but rural, rural. And yeah, he's got some land. He's got some four wheelers um, and uh, he's got a boat and uh, he, talks about me coming up there and going hunting with them and we can uh I, I they've got this stuff i can't remember what it's called which is kind of embarrassing um but it's like dynamite. it's like dynamite but they you know they'll pack it into an old dead tree and then they'll shoot at it from 100 yards away to watch the thing just <laughs> watch the thing just explode like a like a nuke or something do you have goggles <laughs> I <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> this old tree just like atomizes, just blows out in in a in a ball of flame, you know, a hundred yards in every direction, and you're like, oh, oh, I got something in my eye. I got I got something in my eye. Time out. No more guys. No more guys. Let's take a break, guys. <laughs> Can we, can I have a juice box now? Yeah. But, uh, yeah. He... That's funny. Yeah. No. Okay. So I'll, I'll buy that. That's not blowing stuff up. 
is not necessarily a, a a southern thing, but it's a it's a country thing. It's a rural thing, and and, and I can I can see that. I I know my wife's relatives in in Iowa probably love to blow stuff up, um. But but I, I you know I don't know. I mean, a lot of the farm places. Did you ever see the Did you ever see the John Mellencamp movie Falling from Grace? Uh, I don't think so. Um, so it came out about the same time as Pure Country with George Strait. Um, similar but incredibly different movies, uh, as uh, both are about, um, you know, uh, aging stars in their respective fields who have become uh, corrupted by success and who return to their small uh, towns to, um, you know, get in touch with their roots or whatever. And um, both, neither of them are, are by any means good movies. Um, you and I both know a lot of people who love, and I mean love, pure country. Um, Fa Falling from Grace was, I think, maybe written by Mellencamp and maybe... Larry McMurtry, who wrote, uh, um, well, many books, including Lonesome Dove, uh, uh, didn't didn't he write The Last Picture Show? And and uh, didn't he write Horseman Pass By, which became HUD with Paul Newman, which is like a really good movie, but that movie is a downer. Um, if you're just expecting Paul Newman to be a hero. Guess again, he's a creep in that movie. So, um, anyway, um, here's the thing. So, so uh, George George Strait at the beginning of Pure Country has got like the mullet the, that narrows into the rat tail. Do you remember when people would I do. do that? Um. And so one, I mean, he talks to his granny and she sits there on the front porch with him and like dispels uh, some homespun uh, common sense wisdom. And he and he gets he gets right. And then uh, the the thing that I found more true about the Mellencamp movie was he goes back for his grandfather's birthday or something like that and he's played by like an old character actor and I can't remember the character actor's name but it was who you got when you couldn't get Struther Martin and you for sure couldn't get Struther Martin because Struther Martin had been dead about 10 years um, Dub Taylor is who you're thinking about Dub Taylor is who you get when you can't get Struther Martin everybody knows that Brian so, so he's like Hey, Grandpa, I got you something for your, your birthday. And Dub, <laughs> Dub Taylor goes, Well, I hope you got me a shotgun. Because there's some SOBs in this town who ought to get shot. <laughs> I thought, oh, see, I could see getting that advice. I, I could see that exchange happening in my family. Unlike the George Strait movie where Granny just gives mm -hmm. me some kind and gentle mm -hmm. wisdom. Uh, yeah. Mariel Hemingway was in... Uh falling from grace she was yeah there was some good and i'll tell you what the soundtrack is great there's a song 
uh, called um, Sweet Suzanne by, um, it's billed uh, as by Buzz and Cousins, which is just like a funny little thing, but it's Dwight Yoakam, John Mellencamp, and John Prine, John Prine, who just mm -hmm. died this year. And the three of them um, harmonize and like they take turns um, uh, singing, singing verses. And the Dwight Yoakam verse tears my heart out. And I've only listened to it about 5,000 times. It's great. It's great. Sweet Suzanne. Uh, for those of you on Spotify, for example, where you could listen to the Managing Expectations podcast, check out Sweet Suzanne by Buzz and Cousins. It's on the Falling from Grace soundtrack. Um, you can also get Managing Expectations on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, all sorts of places where uh, many respectable platforms where podcasts can be found uh obviously we appreciate you subscribing uh giving us reviews leaving comments uh we enjoy hearing from you uh and uh to that end uh might want to remind everyone that you can uh, reach us leave us a leave us a send us a text or a voicemail at uh, 214-970- 8339. I'm pretty sure that's the managing expectations number, uh, though it could be Gus's auto care. Um, <laughs> at any rate, this has been Managing Expectations episode number 34. And um, we want to thank you very much for spending some time with us. Uh, Brian, you got anything no, else? I, uh, this has been enjoyable, and we hope the listeners enjoyed it too. I had fun. This episode of Managing Expectations has been brought to you by MrsWinger.com. Uh, don't, don't settle for one of those paper masks, those sad paper masks like are worn in places where just you just don't have any soul. <laughs> just, just, just worn by empty shells waiting to trying to avoid a virus. Nope. Uh, we want to wear stylish masks, effective masks, comfortable masks. Mrs. Winger masks look good, feel good, be good. That's, that's pretty good. Good, good enough. This has been Managing Expectations. I'm Jeff Winger for Brian Grimm. Thanks again. Let's go to work.